What are today's top cybercrime products and services as seen on darknet marketplaces? To learn more, I'm talking with Liv Rowley, an intelligence analyst with Flashpoint. Liv, thanks for joining me. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me. Looking at some of the research that you've published on darknet marketplaces, one thing that really jumps out to me is how low the barrier to entry seems to be to get into cybercrime, thanks to these cybercrime services. Have you been surprised by the easy availability of some of these products and tools? Yeah, it's it's definitely quite surprising to see just how low some of these prices are. I mean, something like a social security number, which you know we're all told to protect and be very careful with, you see that go for maybe a couple of bucks uh, on the deep and dark web. So it is quite surprising. And it really shows you that actually getting the supplies from a cyber criminal perspective, if you want to call them that, is not the difficult part. The difficult part is the knowledge and in, in how to employ these different things that you can buy into actually making a profit. In this age of YouTube, is this something that is really ultra challenging for someone who wants to break into this market, this criminal market to master? It really depends on what the particular interest of the cyber criminal is. There are highly, highly technical cyber criminals who are developing their own malware to be using in their own campaigns. But the typical cyber criminal does not necessarily have to be super technically educated in order to conduct fraud and conduct crime. Now, we saw some really high profile takedowns of two of the biggest darknet marketplaces last year. Alpha Bay and Hansa both got rolled up by law enforcement agencies. What kind of an effect is this having on how cybercrime services are being bought and sold? The takedowns of Alpha Bay and Hansa have been massively disruptive to the criminal underground and have really infused that community with a great deal of paranoia. There's always concern that the next market is being taken over by law enforcement. There's also a lot of mistrust among cyber criminals because of some of the marketplaces have exit scammed, meaning that they have kind of just taken all the money that's in them and, and whoever's operating them has just left with all the money. So things have definitely been changing and there's a lot of mistrust towards these big centralized marketplaces that have kind of dominated the underground for, you know, the past however many years. So we've been seeing it's definitely still tremendously in flux. So the next big thing, I think we're going to have to wait to figure out exactly what it is. But some of my coworkers have been doing some tremendous work looking into the decentralized marketplaces, which have been getting a lot of interest and have a lot of potential. We've also been seeing more cyber criminals just kind of forsake even using the marketplaces or even the forums, which have traditionally been these kind of communities for cyber criminals and just setting up their own shop where it's just controlled entirely by them and where they sell entirely their own products. And that way they have control over everything, over how their business is operating. So are we seeing them literally using things like Signal, Wicker, other encrypted point-to-point messaging apps? Yes, definitely. We, we see a lot of that. As an intelligence analyst who regularly looks into the deep and dark web, what are some surprising trends that are going on right now? One thing that myself and several of my coworkers have been looking into are uh, what we're calling social media manipulation services, which you can find uh, people online selling a thousand retweets or 500 likes on in- or hearts on Instagram and other type of social media manipulation, stuff like that. 
So this is something that we've been looking into, especially given, um, one, the uh, financial implications, because a lot of, especially like on Instagram and places like that, YouTube, people get paid for their content if they're getting enough interest and enough of a following, but also because of the attention given around disinformation and possible political interference that we've been seeing over the past year. So this is something that we've been looking into, and you can find people literally just selling likes and retweets in the deep and dark web. So truly, there is a cybercrime service for everything, by the sound of it. Definitely. Liv, thanks so much for your time today. Yes, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. We've been talking cybercrime as a service with Liv Rowley at Flashpoint. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thank you for joining us.